Hey there, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. I'm your friend, Brittany Dixon, and this is a podcast placed for women to be cheered on. So I'm your sideline cheerleader. I was a sideline cheerleader, even did competitive for a season in college, but I was a sideline cheerleader all throughout high school. So this is what I have done, and this is what I currently do. And this is a podcast place for women to be encouraged and spurred on to remain anchored and this unshakable hope, which is Jesus Christ, because that's how we thrive. And who doesn't want to prosper? Who doesn't want to thrive? I certainly do. And it is a true passion of mine for women to do that in Jesus Christ. We are spending this month as we're just going to pull it all together now for this month of November, talking about being very strong and courageous. And we have been reading in Joshua 1, in different parts and pulling from other um, areas of the Bible as well. But that's essentially where it is centered. And today, just to, again, just kind of wrap all this together, let's just first start with that scripture verse, which is Joshua 1, and it is verse 7. And it says, Above all, be strong and very courageous. To observe carefully the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left so that you will have success wherever you go. This is where we started and we built from there. Um, the next week, we also read into verse 8, which is same same book, same, same chapter, uh, but verse 8. And it says, this book of instruction must not a command, must not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. And he goes on to say this, this was a verse that I essentially started this month talking about with, uh, with our son, Caleb, who we, from the moment that he could start talking, which his story is is a beautiful one that, that God has just truly been faithful and led us through. Um, Caleb didn't even talk until after three years old. And we started him on this verse just with issues that he was having and believing in himself and feeling anxious. So we started him with Joshua 1, 9. And it's even in my house, you know, it's it's a common verse that I go to with, with my kids and, and even for my own heart. And verse nine says, haven't I commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What hope, what courage, what vision, what, what possibility you have to know that the Lord, your God, not just some random God that you just pick from a shelf or um, you, know, you Google searched it, you've made with your own hands. This is a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and who is the Genesis one existing for himself by himself. No hands touched him. He is, he is, he exists above and apart without the help of us. And to humble ourselves to start there is so important as we think about building this 
building this structure, building this capacity of how to be strong and courageous, because the world will tell us something different. It's to be strong and courageous in yourself, in your in your in your own physical might, in your mental capacity, mental power. Maybe you just have a lot of degrees, or you're just a, a bookworm, very book um, intellectually smart, or maybe you're just one of those people who just is super sharp and you just pick up things or you're a go-getter. You you have all of the talents in the world, whatever the case may be. Maybe you have all the connections. Maybe you grew up in a very wealthy family and you've been provided for. But y'all, that like over here on a scale means nothing when it's not God who is going to glue or enable any of, of what we're trying to do to happen. So this month uh, is is really just a way to encourage you, friend, to seek the Lord. I think of Matthew 6, 33, seeking the Lord above anything else, because we have a tendency, I'll speak for myself, I have a tendency to go to what I can do in myself or what I think I can try to tap into from someone else or from a source like the internet versus stopping and acknowledging and humbling myself. You know, pride is is massive in that way. Uh, James 5 talks about that, that just this ability to be exalted is because we've first been humbled and we first and we're humbled and surrendered because we've realized that there's nothing that we can do apart from God. But I was thinking about this beginning of my nursing career. Nursing is a second career for me. My first degree was as a bio major. I was going to go to medical school and then I changed and I was going to go to pharmacy school. And anyways, I landed um, on nursing, which it's, it's so fitting. It's, it's, it's crazy how God truly um, equips you for something before you even know that that's what you're supposed to be doing. But um, when I think about getting through the didactic part and then moving into the clinical portion, which is so difficult with, you know, if anybody's on here and knows anything about medical surge and, you know, your ICU rounds and all of that stuff. And when you're with your nursing clinical instructor, you feel you feel inundated with too much. Like It's like, I don't even know 100% how to critically think through this. How is this disease process going to, how does this transcend to what I'm going to practically do, tangibly do today for my 12-hour shift, right? How do I make this big thing be practical in the, in the minute steps? And it's challenging because it does make you feel, it's daunting. It makes you feel like you don't really know anything. And I had this really good instructor, um, a well-seasoned instructor um, for my first med surge round. And I'll never forget when she literally made something very big and massive, as simple as Brittany you just have to remember that even in the room, if there's something you don't know or something you're not understanding, 
to use the resource of your nurse that you're with. And, and even if that nurse isn't really helpful, I'm here. Like I, I'm not just dropping you, <laughs> you clinic, you, you nursing students off in this hospital and just saying, you know, see you later. I'm going to Starbucks. I'm here. I'm just allowing you guys to have the freedom, the independence to work with your nurse, but I'm here and I'll be rounding. And she was just such a great resource because you didn't get that with every clinical instructor. But that made me think about Jesus in, in terms of this daunting task that we're called to be strong and courageous in many things. And as women, there's so many hats we wear, right? And whether you're married or not married, just being a daughter, a sister, a friend, showing up on your job, maybe you serve in some ministry capacity or you lead in some way. Or if you are a wife, if if you are a mother, just to add, um, there's so many things that we have to flesh into and it and it can feel very heavy and burdensome to 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 start your day looking at all the 12 tasks that you really need to get done today and that's just for today that's not even looking ahead at the next day and the next two days or the week ahead in your planner and you're seeing I really actually need to somehow start to merge into this other project or into this other plan or I've got this trip coming up or I have this you know whether it's a work trip or a family trip so it's not even just showing up for the day with today's task, y'all, who can identify or raise their hand to just even admit to feeling weighty for the great task just in general, like of, of this uncertainties of everything ahead, let alone if you turn on the news or if you have one conversation with somebody in terms of what's going on in the world around us, or, you know, is there a new medical scare? It's just all of these things, right? But when I thought about what she said to me at that time, you know, just this new, new nursing student, I wasn't even nursing, I was a nursing student, you know, thinking, I, I mean, I had a lot of knowledge, but I mean, goodness, to still know everything, what to do, it, there, there's no way. But to know that I had my instructor there with me, that at the end of the day, she was a text message away for me to say, hey, can you come to this room? I need help. And that's Jesus. Jesus has made it so clear in and throughout all of the red scripture. Just read it for yourself in the New Testament. But specifically what I wanted to read was in John. And um, it's John 16. There's actually a couple parts. But John 16, 33. This is, this is um, one of my top favorite verses like in the whole Bible. <laughs> like my, my life first, I, I talk a lot about is, is Mark 8, uh, 34 through 35, but John 16, 33 is literally a close like second. And Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. There's that courageous word. I have conquered the world. And just to understand context above that, Jesus is literally naming himself as the victor, not you. So even if you think that I've got to, I've got to accomplish this, I have to raise these kids, I have to have this successful marriage, I've got to make this new promotion at work, I've got to fix my parent, I've got to heal this person, I've got to get over this illness, 
whatever it is that's sitting on, on your shoulders. I have to be this good neighbor. I have to have eggs and bread just in case somebody asks. I need to um, be able to have the answer to this person who needs help. You know, whatever it is that we're plaguing or burdening ourselves to, to understand and do, Jesus is, is freeing us up to be courageous in that task, but not because we got it, but because of who we're resting in. He is our emergency text message phone call to God. I don't know. I am really struggling in this season with um, parenting in different ways, just to be fully transparent. And each one of my children needs something different. And it has been pushing me to this level of almost just beyond being overwhelmed. Um, And it's heavy, y'all, if I can be fully honest right now. And I remember in my quiet time a couple weeks ago, I remember in my quiet time, Jesus just reminded me of something else that happened in my timeline of my faith walk with him. And it was just like, a, it was just almost like an impression. It wasn't anything audible, but it was just like an impression of, haven't I already been there? And y'all, it was just so comforting, right? Because it was just like, yeah, you have been. Why am I feeling overwhelmed in the situation? Now, is the situation overwhelming? Yes. Am I in chaos? Yes. Is this difficult? Yes. But one of the things I wrote down here was, and we talked, I talked about this last week, was you are known and seen from the beginning in that Genesis 1 at the beginning, before there was an earth, before there was your mother and grandmother, God knew you. But you were at that time that he knew you, he also knew because there's no way that he could be this God, this divine, this creator and not have known you simultaneously, as well as not known the valley that would have came that's coming up for you. So I wrote, you were made for this valley. You were you you need something in this wilderness right? There, there's something, there's something character building here. And, and even if it, if it takes you to the end of your life on this side of heaven, there is something in this valley, there is something in this wilderness that is going to shape you and bring glory to God. And I think when we think of being strong and courageous from that standpoint versus this is a check mark done and move on with my life to the next task, Versus it being, this is something that God made me to do. God gave me each one of my children and knew and crafted them for me. And not that this is just about me or just about you with your kids or just about you with your husband, but God knew what you were going to face, friend. And there's something both unchanging yet comforting in that truth, right? Because it doesn't necessarily give you an answer. It, it's not a one, two, three, okay, you're done at the end of this marathon. But it does give you comfort to know that you're running this marathon with someone holding your hand. So this challenge that we face, whatever that this is for you, both in the season or in your lifetime, this challenge, this loss of this parent, this loss of this friend, this loss of this child, this loss of this expectation, maybe it's not even something tangible. Maybe it's just you had this expectation to have children. 
You had this expectation that you were going to be a CEO of the company. You had this expectation that you were going to be a stay-at-home mom. So let's, let's not just make this something that you can touch, feel, taste, smell. You have this challenge, whatever this is, it's refining you, friend. So we don't want to run from it. We don't want to hide from it. And we certainly cannot give up. Because remember what God said in Joshua 1, haven't I commanded you? So this is not even just about you, boo. This is about the Lord's command of what he's crafted you to overcome. But the million dollar answer is Jesus. It's not you. It's not you need to get some more gumption or you just need to just go figure out this new course and go pay for somebody to influence you to get that. I mean, great. Do that. But that's not essentially the answer. The answer is Jesus. We just read that he said that he already called it out. He called a spade a spade. This trouble is going to be trouble. But in me, in me, he gives the answer. So what does he do? He stabilizes us. He's preparing us. And therefore, he empowers us. And the empowerment is to remain in him as the branch. And John 15 talks about this. So it's a lot in John 15. Not going to turn to it today. But in many parts of it, it's interesting. God, uh, God uses the same terminology. Jesus says the same terminology of, haven't I told you these things? I've told you these things. He's constantly preparing. He's constantly showing this, you know, that the the threading, the weaving together of all that of all that he's teaching and showing and modeling. It's not just some random serendipitous, you know, thing that that's happening. He's like, I'm telling you, you need to remain in me. You cannot be this branch trying to figure out how to get a sustenance of life, trying to figure out how to be strong and courageous in this battle, trying to figure out how to get through just every day to get out of your bed, out of your bed. Maybe you can't even do that. Maybe there's so much health disparity in you right now. But in me, he says. So again, he stabilizes us. He's preparing us and therefore he empowers us. And another scripture I wanted to read is um, John 14, 27. Same concept. Again, he says, peace, I leave you. My peace, I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled or fearful. It's see how, I mean, he's changing up words here, right? But it's still the same concept. Be strong, be courageous. Don't be fearful, he says. Don't be troubled. Why are we troubled? Yes, we're in trouble. Maybe you're in a troubling circumstance, but you are not to be or adopt or to or to allow that to overcome. We're to be set apart, friend. And I th- I think that remembering that I have that clinical structure in the room, it's it's like I even if I don't have what I needed, the knowledge to take care of that patient, I was not lacking because of who I could rest in. Or in our case, we have no lack in whatever it is that's daunting because our provision, capital P, is with us, meaning Jesus. But we need to wait on him and we need to remain in him and we need to trust him. You know, I... 
I want to turn lastly, just to wrap this up, um, Psalm 14, um, Psalm 27, verse 14, excuse me. Wait for the Lord, be strong and let your heart be courageous. Wait for the Lord. Where is God calling you to wait for him? Not to go ahead of him, but to remain in him, to wait for him, wait for his help. Are you even asking for his help? Do you even know that he cares for you to ask? He wants you to ask for and he loves you so much. John 3, 16, God loves us so much that he gave us his son. He, he had a loss, but he gave. He gave us his best. So can we give him our best? Can we give him our courage? Can we give him our fears to be courageous? Remembering that we were made for whatever it is that we're called to be courageous to. Because y'all, Joshua was, was up against something that he, I mean, full uncertainty of how this was going to work. You know, I, I could, I, I just wonder what was going through his head. Do I measure up like Moses? Are they going to be comparing me? Can I do this? Right? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking, but I can only imagine that stepping into these big shoes like a Moses and him following and God saying, you got to do this, dude. You're going to be strong and courageous, but it's because I've given you everything that you're going to walk into and I'm preparing you and I'm with you. So the same encouragement lies for us. I pray that this has been really encouraging for you this month, friend, and it would be such a blessing for you to share this to one person that you know that is in a troubling time and, and just needs to be reminded of who our God is and that he is with us. Also, there is a private Facebook group. I would love to connect with you personally, love to pray with you for um, any reason and um, just to connect with you in general, as well as there is an Instagram account at Courageous Radiance that I can connect with you there as well. I pray that you really had a happy and a safe Thanksgiving week last week. And I pray that you have a great week ahead. Just remember, I'm cheering you on, cheering, cheering, cheering you on as you are getting anchored.